section twenty six of the inheritance by susan edmonston ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume one chapter twenty six une fois dieu ou une incivilité qui vient de ceux qui sont au-dessus de nous nous les fait haïr mais un salut ou un sourire nous les réconcilie la bruyère the following day brought colonel delmore and gertrude watched with some solicitude the effect her relations would produce upon him but he was upon his guard and none but a nice observer could have detected supercilious contempt in the lofty ease of his manner but there is an ease which causes only constraint in the minds of others and such was colonel delmore's he was much too elegant and high-bred to have anything of the familiar ease so often a concomitant of the vulgar but he had as little of that open simplicity of manner which is the characteristic of a noble ingenuous mind it was that sort of ease which implies conscious superiority in its possessor and consequently produces the opposite feeling in those less gifted mortals with whom it comes in contact such was the sort of undefinable sensation it created in the black family from the eldest to the youngest simple mrs black's profound and earnest inquiries after lord rossville her hopes that he had not been the worse of his ride that he had got home before the hearty shower etc 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 were all answered in a general way and with an air of indifference which as mrs black afterwards declared said very little for his natural affection even miss bell had an instinctive feeling that her airs would be all thrown away upon him and though she did drop her carbuncle brooch a present from the major upon the carpet colonel delmore never so much as moved his chair or assisted in looking for it while miss lily turned over her album in vain and in answer to her usual question of whether he was fond of poetry he returned so brief and decided a negative as put a complete stop to all proceedings on that subject the only one who made no attempts at display was the third daughter anne a sensible mild-looking girl who from her quiet unobtrusive manners was generally overlooked and who now pursued her work in her usual calm way careless alike of notice or neglect colonel delmore certainly was at no pains to gain the good graces of the family he saw at once they were not the sort of people likely to acquire any influence over miss st clair consequently he had no motive to make him wish to ingratiate himself with them and to have been at the trouble of making the agreeable to such a set of plebeians would have required some very strong stimulus to one whose ruling principle was selfishness and who never cared to please unless to serve his own purpose 
he stayed long in hopes mrs black and her daughters would have had the tact to discover that they were great bores in their own house but no such discovery was made on the contrary mrs black redoubled her efforts to entertain her visitor she made many apologies for mr black being from home and asked bell what had come over the major just as the major entered the case was now desperate scarcely able to conceal his ill-humour he merely noticed the introduction of major waddell by a slight and somewhat haughty bow and took his leave well cousin cried miss bell as he drove off i really cannot say a great deal for your colonel i think i never saw so ill-bred a man i can't just say that bell said her mother i'm sure he was nowise indiscreet and we must make allowance for him for you know we were all strangers to him and i dare say he was just a little shy and strange at first but that'll wear off it's the oddest thing that he should not like poetry said miss lily for he is so handsome i don't think much of his looks said miss bell he is a great deal too tall eyeing the major who was the apollo belvedere in her opinion and who was at least a head shorter i think our bob must be as tall by this time said mrs black but i wish he may have taken the breadth with him poor fellow i don't think he has the manners of a man who has seen much of the world resumed miss bell again looking at her lover no general conversation has he ever been abroad i wonder come now said the major turning up his bronzed visage gilded with a strong yellow beam of delight are you not rather too severe colonel delmore is surely a fine-looking man and much admired i understand by the ladies i beg you will make some exceptions major but perhaps i have a very bad taste with a conscious smile i'm afraid you have indeed returned the major with a laugh of perfect ecstasy i'm very much afraid of it indeed what do you say to that mrs black miss st clair don't you think your cousin discovers a very bad taste in her choice of some things gertrude felt too much disgusted with the vulgarity and ill-breeding of her relations to be able to reply indeed the only one she could with truth have made must have been a cordial assent and she recoiled from their familiarity with a hauteur foreign to her nature mrs black observed her displeasure but mistook the cause you must excuse our freedom my dear said she but you see we make no stranger of you we just look upon you as one of ourselves and forget sometimes that your friends and relations are not ours but there's one thing i can tell you continued she with a significant smile and a half whisper that though the colonel's not just so taking as his brother we all think a great deal of him and are all much pleased to think that you know and mrs black smiled still more significantly i assure you mr black thinks a great deal of him he says he's really a pleasant sensible gentlemanly well-informed young man still gertrude's countenance did not clear up to mrs black's great surprise for like many other excellent wives she thought her husband's opinion carried the greatest possible weight with it and that miss st clair must needs be much flattered to hear that her intended was so much approved of by mr black 
for the earl to advance his favourite political schemes had dropped some ambiguous mysterious hints of the projected alliance between his nephew and niece which mrs black had easily manufactured into an approaching marriage rather at a loss what to make of miss st clair and the coolness with which she listened to the praises of her supposed lover mrs black now proposed that the young people should take a walk and show their cousin something of bellevue there was the burn and the hawk hill and the new plantation and there was the poultry-yard if miss gertrude was fond of poultry the bellevue poultry were reckoned the finest in the countryside and loaded with mrs black's directions and suggestions the party set forth no party perhaps ever set out upon a walk without some difference of opinion as to the road to be taken but on the present occasion the matter was soon settled by miss bell who remarked to the major that it was so long since she had seen his sister mrs fairbairn that if her cousin had no objection she should like much to walk as far as the home i have not seen your sweet little namesake major since he has had the measles and i quite long to see him dear little fellow and although it is an understood thing addressing gertrude that in my situation i go nowhere yet the major's sister you know is an exception and she is such a sweet domestic woman she scarcely ever stirs from home it is quite a treat to see mr and mrs fairbairn in their own family it is really a beautiful sight the major was of course all joy and gratitude for this proposal and highly flattered by the interest expressed for his little named son in particular and the eulogy bestowed on the family in general as for gertrude she cared little where she went when people are uncomfortable they flatter themselves any change must be for the better and there is relief even in variety of wretchedness forward then they set for the home the road was not of the most picturesque description but indeed it would not have been easy to have found any such in the environs of bellevue but at length after skirting many a well-dressed field covered with flourishing crops of oats peas beans potatoes etc 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 they entered upon the sheep farm which although it had nothing of the romantic or beautiful to charm the eye yet like all spots of unsophisticated nature was not without attractions to those who loved nature even in her simplest scenes the ground was hilly covered with a carpet of close short sweet herbage except here and there where still remained patches of heath and broom or a wind-bush and a wild rose scented the breeze their prickly stems decked with small woolly tufts spoils of the vagrant lamb the air was pure and fresh nimble and sweet and gertrude stood inhaling it with delight as she felt her spirits rise under its exhilarating influence the major miss bell had walked on before miss lily had left the party for higher ground which commanded a view of the county town where lieutenant o'brien was quartered and gertrude to her great relief was left alone with her cousin anne if there were but deer bounding instead of sheep bleeding here said she i could fancy myself upon the very braes a bow-quither which you were singing about last night and she hummed the air no i can't make it out pray sing it to me again and anne sung some verses of that sweet simple ditty will ye go lassie go to the braes a bow-quither where the blaeberries grow mang the bonny bloomin heather 
where the deer and the roe lightly bounden together sport the lang simmer day mong the braes of balquither i will twine thee a bower by the clear silver fountain and i'll cover it o'er with the flowers of the mountain i will range through the wilds and the deep lands so dreary and return with her spoils to the bower of my dearie now the summer is in prime with the flowers richly blooming and the wild mountain thyme of the moorlands perfuming will ye go etc etc who would not be a hunter's love said gertrude to realize so sweet a picture ah said her companion in a mournful tone if poverty were there represented as it is in reality this world would be a paradise and we might all be happy so then you think poverty the only evil in life asked miss st clair no i spoke idly not the only one but she blushed and the tears stood in her eyes as in a low voice she added but the only one i have ever known then as if ashamed of having said so much she turned away her head for a moment gertrude was at a loss to understand her cousin's meaning but it presently struck her that she must have formed some attachment where poverty was the obstacle and she would have continued the conversation in hopes of gaining her confidence but at that moment the major and miss bell having retraced their steps in search of their companions interposed we thought we had lost you exclaimed the lady major will you give my cousin your other arm the descent is very steep now gertrude declined the proffered aid which she thought more likely to encumber than accelerate her movements and besides she wished to renew the conversation with anne but in vain the lovers having exhausted their silly talk for the present were now glad of a little variety and they kept all close together till they reached the home End of section twenty six